You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menunos and Bing.com, and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is AfterBuzz TV's Scandal After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424-256-1729. That's 424 424- 256-1729. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's After Buzz TV Scandal After Show. Bing is for doing, and we are here doing another exciting after show for your favorite show, the best show on television, Scandal. Um, as always, guys, I am... Oh, wait, 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 pause. This is Season 2, Episode 15, Boom Goes the Dynamite. Um, I am your host, Emil Ennis Jr., and tonight we have a little bit of a switch-up. No, Sophia and Cornelia are not gone. Um, They both had uh, other obligations tonight, but we're joined here with two amazing hosts, starting with... Zoe Alexander. And AJ Gibson. What's up, y'all? And Bam. Bam's back. (laughs) (laughs) You all know Bam? (laughs) Bam Erickson. Um, So, guys, um, Zoe, not Zoe, Sophia and Cornelia will be back um, whenever the next episode airs. But um, love these guys. Show them some love. So make sure you hit them up on Twitter, follow them, and they'll give their names later. But let's go ahead and start with Scandal Pace. Tonight we want to talk about um, something that we didn't talk about last week. I know Bam wanted to talk about this for sure. Um, Within last week's episode, there was a weird dynamic between Huck and Quinn where uh, Huck had Quinn actually stabbed the dead body and she got the blood on her and uh, obviously he was getting excited about that but she seemed like she enjoyed it a little bit too and then mm-hmm. in this episode we saw another dynamic between them do you think that there is potentially a love connection happening between them because even on Twitter now there's something that people have started saying uh, Huckleberry Quinn yes it's I, I would love for them to have a love connection because the the name is so great but I'm not sure what do you guys think I mean I think that Huck is just so strange and, and whacked out since that waterboarding incident that I'm not sure if he's even capable of loving anybody. Yeah. And he would need to love someone really crazy like that Becky chick. You know? it, well, it would work. I think what Quinn's been through a lot, obviously, the last two seasons as well. So I think maybe, like, sometimes when I think when people go through ridiculous stuff in their lives, like the two of them had, I, I think it just kind of makes sense. And, I mean, Huck needs some love. And so does Quinn. Yeah, but those inner office romances, I'm not sure. They work together. What yeah. happens if they get sick of being together? But it's so fun up? to watch. <laughs> what do you think? Hell no. <laughs> what? Not a chance. Who is going to date who is going to date Huck? Huck's been getting more action than Harrison. Oh. Oh. I think Huck is more I think it is going to turn into more like a big brother, little sister. Mm. She's too young. He's kind of mid. No, I just say no. No. I think it kind of started as a big brother, little sister thing already. Yeah. I think they kind of have that dynamic. Mm-hmm. And sometimes relationships form out of that. I mean, but it's I possible. Didn't, I didn't see, you know, normally in, in 
like and lust terms. Like there are certain things that you could do with like a like when you have conversation with with uh with your with uh, the other half. There's things that you do. There's looks, and I don't feel any kind of I don't feel any kind of like a connection connection a spark. Yeah. A spark. You're right. Not there's no Olivia. chemistry. There's no sexual yeah. heat there. There are no Olivia Pope. No. They're not. But, but if Shonda, every relationship's a little different. You never know. Yeah. And if, But if Shonda Rhyme, Rhymes want them together. And she'll get them together. <laughs> <laughs> so the boom, together. Yeah. Um, what do you think? I, I mean, I think that it's definitely a possibility. And I'm going to go ahead and predict now that there will be a Huckleberry Quinn soon in the future. Hmm. Um, so that is my early prediction. Do we have any callers or anything before I move on? Nope. All right. And also keep in mind that Shonda Rhimes does pay attention to social network and the Twitter Twitter sphere, all all all, all, all the big scandal fans, and the gladiators, and and that can impact where storylines start to go. We see it in time and time again on different shows where a character comes in for a That's one or true. two episode arc, and three seasons later they're still in the show. So if, if fans win it, eh, maybe. But you know, Shonda Rhimes. She, you know, like they say, you give it, then you take it. She if, likes to take it away from she, she She'll take it away as yeah. well, so you just kind of never know. But Well, to our AfterBuzz TV fans, especially the ones that are watching the live, just want to let you guys know how we're going to do it today. We are not doing scene by scene. As much as you guys love it, we love doing it, too. We do have um, some time constraints, and we like to stick to the schedule. And the engineers are here late at night, so we want to be respectful to them and to you guys who are on the East Coast staying up so late. Um, so we have four topics today, and the first topic we're going to start with is the Caldwell storyline. Um, and this is an interesting storyline because we have this uh, senator who comes in to Olivia Pope and Associates, and then we find out that he's actually trying to help out his brother, who is running to be, was it governor? Yes. He's running to be governor, or trying to be governor, and um, Abby tells us that he is, or Quinn tells us that the Caldwells is one of the dirtiest political families, and we learn all this stuff about him, and then we go into finding out that maybe he's potentially gay because he hasn't dated anybody or anything, which, for a brief second, which is probably bad, I see a white guy, and they say he's gay, I thought it was the guy from, like, second episode, first season, or first episode, remember the gay, uh, Uh, that guy, but then it finally clicked, I don't know where I've seen this guy, this is off topic, I don't know where I've seen this guy, but I've seen him somewhere, and I need to figure it out. all my children, he's, um, on Defenders, he's, he's a TV actor. I don't watch any of those, I need to figure, okay, anyway, point blank, they thought he was gay, and then they go about trying to find him a fake wife, Mm. um, I don't, I mean, this storyline didn't really do much for me. This is one of those things where I like that they're now adding in the storyline A, storyline B thing, but this story didn't really add anything for the show for me. Well, I like how they're going back to that case by episode format. I think that was really compelling in the beginning, and then they got off, you know, that and got focused on that arc that they did with the whole... The shooting uh, and the, the... The Illuminati and all those people. <laughs> Illuminati. But, <laughs> but um, Illuminati. I, I, I like that. That's what I used to call that group that would meet, you know, Melly and Hollis and that whole thing. Um, I, I like the case thing. Every, every week a new... Um, you know, little drama in the Olivia Pope office because a it gets us to see more of the gladiators. I sometimes feel like we don't see enough of them, and it's fun to watch that little office operate and put out fires. And, and I think it's hard to pull for for I, we said I said this to you off camera that Fitz and Olivia Pope are essentially the Ross and Rachel of of this drama of, of that is scandal. Um, and it, it's a classic story. You don't want to focus too much on the, the, that one relationship. They're better than Ross yeah. and Rachel. Well, I, oh, I that's up for debate. But no, I see what you're saying. But it's it's you can't focus solely on that one relationship. There are so many other dynamics and so many other moving parts that make Scandal so great. And I, I totally agree. They started to get away from that those last few episodes of the first 
the first part of season two, the, the first, which was supposed to be the finale a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. um, the whole shooting and all that. So I am glad to see it kind of going back in this direction. I think that with the Caldwell story, um, I think it'll be interesting to see if, if this story continues to play out and how, how much attention it gets on the show. Um, I think that they had a really interesting opportunity to really like delve into that whole gay man, closeted gay man running for governor of a, of a Republican, was it South Carolina, North Carolina, one of the two, yeah. mm-hmm. um, coming from a, a strong Republican family, that could have been a really cool storyline. But interestingly enough, the way it unfolds is, could also be equally interesting, I think. Well, I like the way it unfolded, too, because I was kind of afraid. Like I said earlier in the first season when you had that episode where the gay man had to come out and he was in, was he a Marine or in the Army or something like that? Yes. I just didn't want it to be the same thing where Olivia gives this speech and she's trying to convince him he needs to come out the closet and all this stuff. And then we have, it, it felt too much like the same thing. So I appreciate the twist at the end. Were you guys expecting, though, that his brother's wife was the reason why he... I didn't see that coming. I no. actually thought, I actually thought that he was that he was gay and that they were just close that she was like his girlfriend his confidant that he like she's the one who knew the secret which is why i thought watching the first part of the episode i thought she was just trying to keep that in mm-hmm. i thought she was trying to protect his secret i didn't really see a connection there i didn't see the sparks you were talking about i didn't i didn't see that with those two mm-hmm. until later in the episode obviously obviously um when it was revealed uh, that was just my own take though i there were moments where He's, he kept saying, I wasn't gay. At some moments, you felt, it felt like a front, and then there were moments where you, where, you, where you honestly believed him. I think it was the history that takes away from his conviction and his voice saying, I'm not gay, that makes you think that he was really gay because he hadn't been in a relationship, he hadn't had sex. So the way that they vetted him put him out to, to be like as if he was guilty. So you start to think because he hasn't been involved with anyone, he hasn't had sex, and if you look at his history, then you kind of think, okay, well, then maybe he is gay. So I was, I was kind of on the fence in regards to if he was or not, just because his actions. But then when he was like, okay, well, then get a fake wife, even, still then, even then I still wasn't convinced yet that he was gay. Yeah, and also the, the moment where uh, they're in the office and they're prepping him with the, the first girl, and and they're like, do it again, do it again, and they're like, don't flinch when she touches you. That kind of to me was like, oh, there it is. Yeah, because he was saying, I'm not gay, I'm not gay. I've seen this scenario a thousand times over. You know, we all have, and I, I still wasn't convinced until that moment. Then I was like, oh, he's surely gay. Obviously, he's gay. But uh, that's just great writing, though. I think. Oh, you're talking about when. Um, they were prepping him. When they prepped him and she Pretending touched him. That, yeah. Mm-hmm. And he did something that I didn't even catch, but I guess he kind of like cringed or something. Yeah, they said, don't flinch. And yeah. then they redid it in that that one little moment. Moment for you, yeah. Yeah, I thought I thought that was it. Well, I like when they were finding, they were searching for these girls, you know, interviewing the girls and trying to figure out, you know, which would make a good match and kind of mesh with what would make his image look better. Um, and then when Abby gave the, I guess it was the first choice to mm-hmm. talk, um, my thing with Abby, do you think she was out of line, though? Because I, I understand Abby's intentions. I always understand where she's coming from in every single situation. But I feel like with Abby, she does cross the line a lot of times as far as crossing Olivia. I understand, like, even afterwards, Olivia called her in because she knew what she did. But I feel like she doesn't she still doesn't know her place and know when to step in and when to just back off. Yeah, Abby goes off the reservation a lot. And I think that's part of her 
charm, actually. I mean, you know, she she's Abby, and I think Olivia kind of expects that from her. Well, I think it all, yeah, and all... She didn't even get mad. She just said, did you do... And she's like, okay, and then she just went on to something else. And, and Olivia actually said, she goes, well... If she bailed that quickly, she wasn't ready for it to begin with, so let's, let's move on. And the thing about Abby is she'll go off the reservation, but when you need her, she's your clutch girl. She'll come in and she'll she'll do the deed like she did with David. She got that ship that they needed in the last, in the, the last episode. But I guess my issue is, it, it, even though, you know, we see them as a family and stuff and they're gladiators and everything, that's still her job. And if your boss is, she has this politician who comes in and he, the event's tomorrow. What if they couldn't get the backup and something went wrong with that and then he was hung out to dry. I normally would tear into Abby because I do think she's out of pocket a lot of times. And, she is. and so I'm on the fence a lot of times. When when she was looking at, when she was looking at Will and, and the first girl, for me, there was something that Abby felt. When, um, when Will touched her elbow or something, Abby kind of like saw something. And then, of course, she went in to tell the story, and then she goes into Livia talking about the whole abuse thing. Now, for me, I was like, okay, so the touch, so maybe she immediately saw herself and the fact that she was abused and, you know, he broke her, you know, broke some of her body parts or whatever. So for me, that was like a moment. So I normally want to dig into Abby, but I'm, I'm going to give her a pass. Because, yeah, I'm giving her a yeah. pass, too. I'm going to give her a pass because... She bailed, and so it could have caused turmoil. It could have it could have caused issues later. So I'm gonna I'm yeah, gonna I, give her a pass. I completely agree. Actually, I feel like I feel like a lot of the characters tonight had moments, something that sparked something inside them. We saw it at the end of the episode with with Olivia. Um, we saw it with Abby. We saw it with Huck and with the rain. Their emotions are triggered in, in unexpected ways this entire episode. And for Abby, it was it was seeing this girl who was about to basically sign a deal with the devil with this this is terrible family and also um i i i think that when you say she went off the reservation i think to be fair i think all the gladiators as a whole they live way off the reservation already <laughs> right. she That's she probably true. went towards the reservation right. you know they're they're doing illegal things all day every day and and i think that it, it, they live in a world and and they're in a career that's so twisted that that Abby, more so than maybe, uh, I don't know anybody else there, uh, I think she has that side of her that wants to do what is right. She's very altruistic, she, yeah. I've noticed. Um, even, and, and what's great about what she did tonight is it, got, it let us know a little bit more about her backstory. Yes, because I did not know that she was in a political marriage. Yeah. That's mm -hmm. the one good thing that came from it. Yeah. I'm going to hop on your side just for a second. Yes. Had, <laughs> had Abby never gave the speech to her, Who's to say that she would have? Uh, who's to say that she would have bailed? She could have liked the fact that she would have been able to go to these parties, these galas, you know, be kind of like this first lady. So I'm gonna jump on your side just a little bit because had she never been given this information, you know, she was gonna be treated, pampered. I heard someone say something about how you know she's gonna be able to wear the fine clothes. Like she may could have liked that life, right? But someone who cares because I don't particularly care for. Um, for some people, that is enough, yeah. in all fairness. That yeah. is more it than is, enough for But some Olivia people. had a point when she said, you know, if, if one conversation with Abby was enough mm -hmm. to get her off track, yeah. then how strong could her... I mean, yeah. it would have Then taken. that means the gladiators didn't do their job yeah. to begin with. If they didn't catch that, that weakness inside of her and they didn't vet her fully, then... I don't think they had many choices. Yeah. Well, it was the second girl yeah. that they ended up choosing. Um, but what I liked about 
about the situation is once it was discovered that Will was sleeping with his brother Peter's wife, mm-hmm. the conversation between Olivia and um, and Will. Mm-hmm. Olivia, you have, you actually have the quote, right? Yeah, and yeah. I wanted to say this conversation was, it reminded me a lot of when um, the episode of Delise Neal, the preacher's wife, mm-hmm. um, right. when she had the conversation with her because she saw herself in the preacher's wife or the mistress. Yeah, and she totally saw herself right. in this. And she was, it was literally And there were like, some things in there that was yeah. the exact same that she said, but she said some things like, because um, we found out that he was sleeping with the brother's wife. And, oh God, I'm trying to read my notes and I have horrible handwriting, guys. Uh <laughs> He said, you know, we've denied it for months, but, you know, we're happy. And then she said, no, you have nothing. She said, uh, you have a pile of secrets and lies, and you're calling it love. You're living for stolen moments. They raise children and have anniversaries. You're frozen in time. You're a statue. Mm -hmm. Stolen moments are in a life. She just went in on them. And it's very true. And, you know, she. this is what I like about this show is how Olivia always seems to connect the issue that's going on with her and fits with other people's issues. Just like with this, she did the same thing though a couple weeks ago with Abby doing how Abby was trying to deal with David and she gave Abby... she gave Abby advice about David and say, you know, you have to remember that you hate him too. Like stuff like that. She always tries to find connection at the same time. She's hurting herself because she's telling herself these lies. Mm-hmm. And we all know that Olivia does not believe the things that she told this guy. She I doesn't believe she, that is nothing. And I, I think she does believe it, but she's she repeatedly is trying to reinforce it within her own mind because she's a contradiction. She's a walking contradiction. Mm-hmm. She knows better than what is going on with Fitz, and but her heart and everybody else can see and feel the chemistry too, um, and she just can't fight that. But intellectually she knows what she's saying to all these people what she said to this guy tonight what she said to Abby a couple weeks ago about her situation with David um, you know how to get over him she was and basically that's so relatable the, too like think yeah. how many times in your life have you given friends or family members advice that, that you, you should just, be following exactly you <laughs> just don't take the the part of the line that really really got me was when she said you're a statue waiting for something that's never going to happen and that, that's Olivia and I feel like that's it's really, I, I wrote down as cathartic. I felt like that was a, a, a therapeutic moment for Olivia. And I feel like she was saying, she was saying to him exactly what she needs to hear for herself. She's mm-hmm. trying to convince herself. She's really talking to herself so, when she's going exactly. through these monologues. It's really not about the other person. It's her. And that's why she picked up the phone and called yes. Jake after. But yeah. we'll get to that. Which is, I was going to say that. It didn't matter who was standing in front of her because she wasn't really looking at them. She was right. really looking. It was almost like she was standing in front of a mirror trying to, to tell herself. Which she's afraid to do, though, because if yeah. you notice all these scenes in her apartment, she's not she's not talking to herself. She's not looking at herself in the mirror. She's looking down. She's sitting on the end of a bed or she's sitting on a couch. She's got, got her you know face in a glass of wine or whatever. She's not dealing with, with this, this fit. Thing. Well, she's having a bad breakup. It happens, you know. You yeah. know, she's Olivia Pope, but I think at the end of the day, she's still a woman who was in love, and it fell apart. And so she, it's taking her time to get all the pieces together. And I think having these conversations with these people who have pieces of her issues within their lives is helping her. That's her therapy. And helping I think also them. to be somebody at that caliber and to have let your guard down and allowed that relationship to come into your life. When this woman, I mean, to to be who she is, she's had to be just tough as nails from the get-go. And to have let your guard down and to be hurt that badly, I think she probably, it's it's a lot of self-loathing, a lot of self-hatred right now. And, and, And again, this monologue is just a way to kind of get that out. Well... 
Speaking of letting guards down, mm -hmm. when you guys go to after when you guys go to iTunes, <laughs> you can let your guard down completely because you can rate and you can leave comments. And on these comments, you could say how you feel um, in regards to us as hosts, the show, iTunes. Go down to iTunes. You download, rate, and comments. Uh, give us five stars. Keep us in the top ten. Keep us number one. Thank you for all the support that you guys give us on iTunes. So remember, go to iTunes. And then don't forget about the podcast app. And what that does is it organizes all of your subscriptions for all the various shows that we have here on AfterBuzz TV. So iTunes, download, rate, comment, five stars, and the podcast app. And tell your friends. Yes. And tell your friends to tell their friends. Yeah. That's the only way to get the numbers up, y'all. Y'all, did I say y'all? Yes, I'm, yes. I'm from the South. Yeah. I'm Ohio. Uh, You're silly. I'm a little Southern. <laughs> um, but guys, uh, it ended with... Well, it, ended, it ended with the, the brother coming in, and then yes. the brother said that he did know about the whole scenario and everything. But I want to talk about uh, David, Wendy, and the hostage CIA situation. Um, yes. Because it, we, the first thing we saw of him was David was being followed, and he was in the, the, the school by himself. He was being followed. Mm -hmm. He goes to Olivia Pope and Associates, and he um, sees if they can help him, and he tells him the situation, and then Huck agrees to follow him and everything. Um, and... As it progressed, we find out that Wendy, the person that followed him is connected to Wendy, but Huck is also going through a, another thing with his whole waterboarding thing, mm. which we made the connection midway. It's raining. He's dealing with the waterboarding thing. That's the whole issue. And then um, the girl that's following David is actually Wendy's best friend, and she says that she knows who killed Wendy. And then we find out later that it's actually the CIA, CIA director, director, Osborne. Mm -hmm. I... I definitely wasn't expecting it to take a turn in this way. But what I like about... I'm trying... To, mm, yes. What I like about this story, and I guess I'm going to get more into right now the hostage storyline. The hostage storyline, we had... Uh, one of the hostages was beheaded, and then we had um, Fitz trying to deal with that, and he's still shutting Cyrus out, and that's mainly because he's mad at him because of Defiance, but also because Melly badmouthed Cyrus and said he was the reason for Defiance and all that stuff. Yep. What I liked about this, though, is because we have to remember Cyrus is a bulldog, like we always said, and Melly's also a bulldog, and it was nice to see that dynamic because I think Melly for the most part, underestimates a lot of people. And she, being the bulldog that she is, she kind of gets ahead of herself. She overthinks and she overanalyzes and thinks that once she gets her foot in the door or once she has that opportunity, she's golden and she doesn't worry about anything else. It happened with the baby. She thought the baby was going to be her her savior. That didn't necessarily work. She thought that talking to Fitz in the car and gaining his trust again was going to work. And then she goes in there with Cyrus and they're talking. And the way that she plays Cyrus and thinks that Cyrus isn't going to figure it out or figure out any way to get back at her, she plays Cyrus. And she's saying, you know, I'll pass the word on when Cyrus is giving information about uh, what was going on with the hostage situation. And she goes and tells Fitz, and then Fitz says, you know, um, I need to start listening to my wife more, even though that was the same plan that mm -hmm. she got from Cyrus. Mm -hmm. But I love how Cyrus goes above and beyond, due to Olivia's advice, mm -hmm. he goes above and beyond and he gets in there with the president. Oh, no, he, he talked to the reporter. Well, mm -hmm. But let's also, let's, let's back up because... Cyrus and Olivia had the conversation. He says that, um, he says that, what can I do? You know, um, he, um, he says basically that Fitz is, you know, is upset with him and that he can't really win right now. So Cyrus is basically taking a back seat. And so Olivia said, you know, that 
You, oh boy. Let Melly be Melly, basically. Yeah, yes. basically said, and that's sort of. Thank you for, yeah. yeah. And it's sort of what, remember back when um, Langston, the, the, the VP, she said, let the weeds and the grass all grow together, just let them grow? It's the same advice that um, Olivia gave Cyrus. Just let Melly do what Melly's going to do, and then she'll cut her own. Yeah, yeah. You know. and, and the thing is, right now, I think that Melly is resting on her laurels. She thought she got somewhere again. She thinks she's in command again. And it's nice to see Cyrus finally fighting back because the last couple of episodes he's been kind of just running around confused like what's happening. I'm completely cut off. Um, it was interesting that Olivia didn't realize to the degree that Cyrus had been cut off. Mm-hmm. And when she, when she said, let Melly be Melly, that's the best advice you can ever give because the problem is, and, and this we can all relate to this, when, when we feel like we're losing control of a situation, whether it be a, a relationship, a friendship, a job scenario, whatever, we tend to try to clamp down and mm-hmm. try to manipulate and try to control. Well, that always turns out badly. It just does. If you just back off and let things run their course, um, it, and that's, I think, whether she'll admit it to herself or not, that's what Olivia's doing with Fitz as well. She's yeah, giving him she his space. She's is. backing off because she knows that true love is true love. Nothing can come between that. No matter what Melly does, no matter how many babies she has, you know, whatever, at some point, Fitz and Olivia's paths will cross again. And well, at some point, Melly will shoot herself in the foot again. I don't know if Olivia's as convinced about her situation, you know, true love. I think she's confused, and I think she's smart enough and also invested enough not to, you know... Sh- with Edison, she could read Edison and tell him to skedaddle because mm-hmm. she was over it. But with Fitz, I think she knows better than to try to... Everybody on the fan boards are always, or the, on Twitter is always saying, how come she's not giving Fitz a piece of her mind for all of the mm-hmm. things that he said? And I think she's just chilling out. But she's also being um, proactive in that you know she always makes sure her hair and her dress is whipped every time she sees him. Right. And he gets that visual every time. But hold that thought because we're going to go okay. into... Uh, we're, we're going to that later. But let's get back into the whole Melly Cyrus thing. Oh, and so... I think Cyrus was very smart in how he played this. He said that you know he can't he can't um, he can't figure out how to fight her. So the fact that he recognized that he cannot figure out how to fight her, he's gonna fall back. Just fall back and just wait for him to come up with a plan because like um, like we've always said, particularly Sophia, you know he's a bulldog, and so if he can't bite hard, he's not going to do little baby bites. So he needs to he needed to sit back, kind of assess the situation, and then Olivia basically told him what it is that he needed to hear, and that was it. But he did set a trap for her because he let her. He he, he said that. well, he set a trap for he set a trap for her after Olivia basically said Melly's going to be Melly, and then she's going to basically become too complacent, and then she's going to shoot herself in the foot. He gave he but gave he Melly did. an opportunity to be Melly. And he, he did, but he also, he didn't have to go tell that reporter to be on that phone call to shoot her in the foot. He, he, he could have just kept stand, standing back, but I think him being the bulldog that he is, he had to do something. So he, let, he get, gave her a little bit of rope, and then he hung her with it. That's what I think okay. happened. I get where she's coming from. Um, I, what I like about the way Melly went down, though, was because Melly finally got what she wanted. And because she was get or she was getting what she wanted, she couldn't even see the trap that was being set for her. Because even though she or Cyrus gave her that information, gave her I did it, you know, set up this press conference, all this stuff, or talk to the, the families, 
she should have seen through that and seen that probably wasn't the best idea to go behind your husband's back and set this whole thing up, mm-hmm. even though that would be her opportunity to make herself look good and get in front of the, the public's eye. I don't think Mel even recognizes that because she know that Cyrus set her up. So I think in her mind, she's thinking, okay, you want to play? I got you. And that's why I'm excited to see where that goes from there, yeah, though. Yeah, Melly Melly's not going to let this rest. She's going to go. No, I, th- <laughs> I, I think Melly lives in a constant state of fear. I think she's terrified that she's going to lose her husband. She's going to lose power. I think that's those. I don't. I, it's all about the power for her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like when she made the threat a couple of episodes ago that I will destroy you, I will be the first female president. She's I dance will, exactly, grave, exactly. Yeah. I think that she's terrified. And whenever you build a relationship on lies and there's no fear. trust. You're always going to be looking over your back, and she got complacent for a little bit, and I don't think she'll do that again for a while. I think she's, I think she's, she, the bulldog's back. Melly always takes two steps forward and then one step back, and but she makes little baby inroads. I mean, look how far she's come with her progress with Fitz. I mean, she's gone from being completely shut out by him to Olivia being on the back burner. But has she really? I mean, he's hired somebody to investigate and, yeah. and to watch Olivia's every single move now, whether whether he says he's over her and she can't be trusted or not. Uh, who knows? But I mean, he's still very much in but the realm of Olivia. But at least she's in the Olivia. room. I feel like he never even invited her into the strategic planning before. And but so, I don't think Melly doesn't really want Fitz. Melly wants to be president one day. I, I feel like Melly's almost like um, Fitz is just an accessory. She he was just like she just latched onto him to get into the White House so that she can bust a move and do whatever she wants to do. <laughs> well, every, you know? <laughs> everybody really did. I mean, Hollis yeah. did, Cyrus did, they all did. I think the only one who really had good intentions was Olivia. Right. I think she really, truly, honestly believed in him as a presidential candidate, and everybody else was just kind of trying to get, like Cyrus said, he's never going to be president. This is as close as he could get. And and it's, it's heartbreaking, <laughs> to say, say the least. With the whole David-Wendy thing... Mm. Uh, or better yet, the whole before we get into that, the David Abbey thing. <laughs> I don't know. I don't like how Abby keeps running back to him and then pretending as if nothing's going on. Because the second time, the first time they hooked up was after that long embrace that they had in the. I guess it was Olivia Pope and Associates. He was still there by himself. Mm-hmm. And then later on in the car where they had that sex scene. And then right after she got through, she said, "This means nothing." Abby's confused, but I'm not mad at Abby <laughs> because she's just being. Obviously, something happened to her with her marriage. She was abused by her husband. She got out of it. She likes David. But then it wasn't her fault that David and her got pulled apart and this whole thing went down. And she's just, you know... And again, and she's, she's got a high-pressure job. I think sometimes oh, she just needs to release some stress. Absolutely, and, she, and it's not her fault. She's she got a double-jointed pelvis. <laughs> right. Clearly, she wrote, right. It, she wrote it dirty in the car. No, I think that also when she says when she makes a comment like this means nothing, is she really saying that to him, or is she really saying that to herself? Probably yeah. a little bit of both. I think she's saying it to herself to convince herself that there's nothing there. But obviously there is something there because, again, as I said earlier in regards to, to the eye contact, mm-hmm. the spark, when they were at when, – um, when David was there by himself and it was Olivia, before they even got it on on the table, there was that look of – there was that look. Mm-hmm. So the connection's there, yeah. but the, the past and what's going on prior is what's stopping them from having their relationship. It's, so it's, she's telling herself, basically, yeah. you know, this is not, this not, this is not anything. But clearly, it is. It's that classic forbidden love. I mean, that's what's so great about the show. Exactly. Yeah. Because you you can't help who you fall for. You can't help 
who makes your heart just burn. You can't help that. I don't but even think it's that deep with Abby and David. I, I think that they like each other. And who else are they going to date? And I think he's the first guy you know? she's trusted no. in a while. Well, my issue is they just keep going back and forth because remember the last time that I think David, 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 David and Abby <laughs> kind of had an interaction, um, a strong interaction, was when Abby stole the card from his house and she hid it in her chest. Mm-hmm. And then um, she clearly was trying to say, I still love you, but David kind of rejected her and walked out in anger. But now he's still open to having sex with her. I understand where they're coming from. I get it. Everybody needs sex and all that stuff. But at the same time, I just want them to be truthful and honest with each other. Just I don't even think the relationship's that deep. I just think, you know, some people just have sex, you know, and they just have that relationship. And also, I mean... The nature of their relationship can't be truthful and honest because at one point they were on different different sides. Different teams, yeah. They were on different teams. So if they would be honest with each other... Then and they can't be because Olivia's always going to be doing something that's illegal and she can't really ever confide. How can you be with somebody on a long-term basis that you can't really even really let your hair down and talk to? But isn't, isn't that in some weird, messed up sort of way a level of truthfulness and honesty? They both know they're coming at this from a place where, look, I can't be honest with you. You can't be honest with me. We both understand that. It's all out of the that's table. That's not a good platform for a uh, well, Sure, but, but, but how many relationships last, you know? for years and years without any of that you know you don't bring to the table the same thing that you're expecting or you're not you're not being open and upfront about who you are how many people get into relationships in 5 10 12 15 years down the road Oh, I don't know you. Who are you? Uh, I was but never I, honest to begin with. I think they have to keep it so far on the surface that there's never really a chance for them to have an in-depth relationship even to they're just I feel like they're just going to be hookup buddies. Mhm. Maybe. I hope not. Abby needs love. Abby she needs does, love. She's she messed also, up and she needs love. She, but she needs somebody a little bit stronger than David. And to be honest, I think this whole windy dead girl in his bed is her fault because really, Abby's too hot for David. And if David had never hit, you know, been with... I, follow me. So if David had never been with Abby, because Abby's cuter than what David normally, I think, would have got, has ever gotten, because she's pretty hot. She's just kind of cuckoo, he but she's a pretty hot. powerful attorney. I mean, that means a lot to a lot of women, especially in D.C., in I, all fairness. I don't, I don't see him dating a whole lot. So I think he got Abby. She's hot. And then, so this hot blonde walks up to him in a bar and starts chatting him up. And I think that he was like, well, I had this hot girl before, so let me just take this one home. I'm just not, I think if David hadn't had Abby, he would have asked a few more questions. Like, why is this chick trying to come home with me all of a sudden? Yeah, he would have been you know? a little bit thrown off he by it. He would have been thrown off by it. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> I don't know. I hope that they find um, love and they get back together. But, you know, I have a soft spot for Abby. I've loved her since season one. I love Abby, too, but I don't think David's the one. Well, I'll, I'll give you a pass. But um, I do think that I do think there is love, but really? they can't they can't be in love right now or they can't. The, the way they have it right now is all what they can afford to do right now. I think the way they look at each other says a lot and that they still do love each other. That's just my opinion. But, you know, I concur. Well, that's true. She was pretty broken up when they had to break up when she thought, you know, when they were lying to her, telling her that he was a wife beater or a girlfriend beater. <laughs> I I'm excited to see where that goes. I'm also like we talked about earlier, excited to see where the Huck Quinn thing goes, um, that whole relationship. But I also want to know where we can get some of these beautiful mugs from. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe I can tell you. Hey, guys, uh, if you guys like our, our swag, our AfterBuzz mugs, we've got them in yellow. We've got them in black. We've also got some other cool gear on AfterBuzzTV.com. So go check it out. Do some shopping. Uh, and uh, we really appreciate it. It, uh, it, gets, it, gets, it gets us out there. And also put some money in the uh, bank account, keeps the lights on here. 
So uh, that's always good, too. Buy those mugs. Yeah. Thanks, guys. We have so many things on there that you can check out. But now, finally, I can talk about what I want to talk about because, <laughs> I mean, the other storylines are great. But it's the main event. The is main right event. Now. I want to talk about Fitz, Olivia, and Jake because, uh, obviously, I did not like Edison. I don't think anybody really liked Edison put and pop. Um, <laughs> I kind of did. No. No, I for did. what reason? Here's the thing. I, and I, and I, I love your guys' after show. I watch oh, it every week. God, I watch we the go. show every week. It drives me crazy. I feel like Olivia always, always, always gets a pass. I feel like there's something. <laughs> I feel like there's. Well, oh, wait, yeah, you, are, you, are, you do call her out sometimes, but I feel like there is something to be said about a guy like Edison. He represents like the good guy, the strong man who's going to stand by your side, who's going to take a beating and come back years later and give her another chance when she's just been just mopping the floor. You're, you're right. right. You're right. But AJ, AJ, go on. can you just say that one more oh time? Oh my god, I can't. I can't. Olivia gets a pass. She does. And the thing is, people are afraid to say anything about Olivia because, because. God forbid you say something about Kerry Washington's character no. on Scandal and she's a strong woman, but she she makes mistakes. She makes mistakes every single episode, and, and she especially makes mistakes in love. And, and I kind of liked Edison. Do I want her to end up with Fitz? Of course I do, because there is a chemistry with them as characters and actors that's just unbelievable. I haven't seen it on television in so long, um, but... There is something to be said about the good guy. Sometimes the good guy does and should win out. Who was the good guy? Edison? Yeah. No. Edison was, was not the good guy. He was consistent. But he was let's, there. Let's Consistently remember, an asshole. Let's mm. remember something that Oprah told us and has taught us. People always tell you who they are. Mm-hmm. She said to Edison, I don't want, you know, happiness. She wants a painful, I'm so desperate you, I'm so glad love. you brought that up, and I understand that. And, and it's very Shonda Rhimes-esque. She does it a lot on Grey's Anatomy with uh, Meredith Grey's character. Those long monologues about, I want pain, I want this, I want this, I want that. That, that is great. And that's a romantic view of love and relationships. And for some people, that works. No, it never. it's not good. But yeah. at least Olivia thinks that she knows that about herself and she's consistent with it. She's like, listen, I want pain, I want heartbreak, and she's getting it. When, so. someone, when, someone, when someone shows you who they are, believe them. Or someone tells yeah, you who they are, so believe them. That, if I, that's I get where that. she is in her evolution, then I can't be mad at her. It's not like she's trying to act like she wants love and she's choosing the wrong guy. I also think it's a cop-out, though, on Olivia's part. I think she's, I think she's not woman enough to woman up right now and be with a man who's, who's ready for her. She's going to go after somebody who's just not capable of loving her the way she needs to be loved, who's uh, not ready for her. Okay. I'm going to disagree with you on that one. I had something to say. I had something to say about Edison. I didn't. I didn't hate or dislike Edison. I just thought that there was times where I thought if you really want her, you have to do more because of the type of woman that she is mm-hmm. and the kind of the kind of way that she loves and like relationships wasn't really for him. So if he really wanted to prove his love, then he needed to step up more. I always say about the time when Livy was sick in bed and how you know he should have uh, he should have never left her out of sight. He should have. Yeah. You know he, he should have never done that. But you, damn! What did you just say about Olivia? What was the last thing you said? I think that I think she needs to woman up. I think that she needs to. Okay, no, okay. My my thing with uh, my thing with this is take for in, take for instance, <laughs> take for instance the captain. The captain is very aggressive. Mm-hmm. He's very aggressive. He makes decisions. She look, likes that. Look at the pattern. Olivia likes that. She kind of fronts a little bit, and she plays the, the tough woman, and no, this is not a date, And but he's very aggressive. She needs she, that because she's... Okay. Right. She likes that. 
Fitz is also aggressive. Mm -hmm. Get in the car. And and some of the things that he's she that's the kind of man that she that's the kind of man that she likes. And so now Olivia is obviously gravitating to this guy. Wait, so let's talk about Captain yeah. Jake Ballard. Mm -hmm. Um because I didn't that. know where <laughs> I didn't know where this whole uh thing was gonna go. I had I had no what? Did I call it last week? I had no, I had no sore feelings for him. I didn't, I wasn't afraid that she was going to jeopardize this whole Fitz and Olivia thing. But the interesting thing was, I, I mean, I've seen some predictions on Twitter, and I was not expecting Fitz to be the whole reason behind Jake's creepiness. Because uh, at the end of the last episode, we saw Jake with all the monitors. Mm -hmm. It was very um, Homeland esque. Right. You might watch Homeland. Um, it's very like Homeland, and uh, you know, he was looking on the monitors, and then I was like, okay, well, this is this creepy dude. But then we see that it's not really him that's creepy it's Fitz that's creepy surprise surprise well I'm not surprised I mean Fitz is kind of creepy you know I kept thinking it kept driving me nuts the whole like the last two episodes since he's been on the show all I kept thinking was you're Sidney Prescott's brother from Scream 3 oh you're God. the you're the killer really? that's all I kept thinking I'm such uh, a horror movie fan and that's what I remember him from and it was so hard for me to watch him in this really? new character for some reason because it's kind of creepy it's kind of in that same genre but when when we found out that it was actually Fitz Mm -hmm. That just blew my mind. I didn't really see that coming. Uh, you're smart. Bam. You're genius. Bam. <laughs> I'm, genius. Not, I'm not saying I'm a genius. I'm just saying that I just threw it out there as as a far fetch, and you know, here it was. Well, here's the thing, because it's 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 borderline. I, I don't know what to take from this because. Fitz is still in love. Fitz still obviously loves Olivia. Um, this is a different type of love uh, to go from because. There was a part where Jake said that um, we've moved from photo surveillance to video surveillance, surveillance. Mm -hmm. um, which now makes me think: was he the one doing the photo surveillance from the beginning? Because remember, remember, he was. Um, he because remember he had those pictures of Olivia and Edison. Yeah, and he was getting all upset looking at that, and that's when he took her out to the woods and said, "Was he everything he, you ever wanted?" So I guess Jake is the one because he even said, "I've been doing this for a while, yeah. and I have your back." So I, I get where he's coming from, but if you are saying you're going to let somebody go and it's over and Knowing the power that I don't, I don't know. It just it's it's a little. He's okay. Okay, as I said this last week, he is upset. This is what a, this is what a, a a guy normally does in a relationship. When when you've been hurt the way that he's been hurt, like the only woman that Fitz was able to trust out of all of out of all of those people was Olivia. He Olivia was the last person that he would expect to lie to him, and not on not only that, but she kept it a secret for so long. So he's hurt, and therefore he's gonna hurt. He wants to hurt her back. Doesn't mean that he doesn't still love her. He just has to kind of fall back because he doesn't really know how to respond and, and what he and what he wants to do. But he doesn't want to. You know, he can't be with her because. He, he feels hurt and betrayed. And in all fairness, everybody does this. We all do this on Facebook and Instagram. He just hired a private detective to do it. You break up with somebody, you keep track of them. You get online and you watch them. You look at their pictures. It's the same thing in a, to a higher degree. Right. Um, and what really struck me was when he, when he, said, um, when he said to Jake, he said, um, don't trust her. She's a bad person. Mm. That just, I was like, ooh. Oh, I didn't. I didn't. Say I, that. But I think he was just think, doing that. That was a, that was a cock block. I yeah, think. yeah. I think that was a cock block because he doesn't. You know, he's he's very persistent. And who is she seeing? Who is she seeing? Mm -hmm. Who is she seeing? And I mean, let's be honest. The dude's not busted, so he has to make sure that. He doesn't get But even before ideas. this, because before he asked all the who is he seeing or who is she seeing thing, he said that she's a, a bad person before that conversation even occurred. I think that he was saying 
she's a bad person and you know she's not who she seems i think he did that more to make it seem as if it's not personal, personal right? yeah. and he's actually yeah. doing it for a reason that is political mm-hmm. and right. not the fact that he was dating this woman in a relationship with this woman behind his uh wife's back for so long because he because i wasn't i didn't know if jake actually knew about the relationship because we walked in they seemed like close buddies and I don't know. So I, I feel like yeah, I, yeah, that makes sense actually because I feel like the president and Jake they have they have a history. Obviously, they've been buddies for a while. And if if you're Fitz and you're sending this good friend of yours after Olivia to do the surveillance and to to interact with her to some degree, um, to what we're to what degree we're not completely sure just yet. But you know your buddy, you know his personality, you know that he's probably the type of guy that she would go for if you were not in her life. I, let me just interject because I don't know if they're buddies. I feel like they're more like family friends because remember they're probably at least ten years apart. Yeah. Fitz just had his his fiftieth birthday party, and this guy's closer to Olivia's age. And he kind of came in there with like some respect, like you know we've been watching you, our families. I feel like they're family friends. Mm-hmm. So I don't think that they're buddy buddy per se, which which is why Fitz I think is watching him to make sure that you know a he doesn't know what the agenda is, and b that he doesn't get too close to his beloved Olivia. Mm-hmm. And That's, also it. it it's the moment at the gala when Fitz saw her Olivia, which is so awkward because he's up on that podium for a solid 30 seconds just staring at Olivia. For like everything else, is like, they're waiting, ready, right. waiting for him to make a speech, an endorsement, he's just staring at Olivia. Well, I was going to say, during that scene, I was thinking the same thing, but I did look down and there were people still clapping, so I guess they were right. trying to give the illusion that people were still right. clapping and he was waiting for that pause. But even still, the president's just staring in one direction. I feel like people start turning around like, what is he and staring at? Can just take a quick moment to just, just comment on that dress? Can I just say that yes. this is the most sick and that the back of that dress, that lace, and, that oh. and, and Olivia's the, and hair, the finger waves yeah. and the hair. Uh-huh. Olivia's she hair needs business. Back up a, little, a little bit Farrah Fawcett esque, but I like you it. guys. I, like I can't, it. I can't do it. Um, <laughs> what I, I want to talk about with Jake though is I actually like Jake, and I wouldn't mind seeing Olivia get with Jake um, because there are a couple of moments in this episode. One, when they first went on the date, and she kept referring to it as a meeting, and then towards the end she said. Um, what did she say? She said something about it being a day, and then she said I was just being polite. And then she says, good night, uh, Captain Jake, because that was her way of trying to be flirty. Um, but then it was also when he was watching her on the monitors, and she uh, just washed her hair, and she was looking down, and she was in her bathrobe. He called her, and he was trying to cheer up and ask her out on the date again. But then it was when she started to undress, and he turned the monitor off. Mm. That's when my my perception of my, my uh, perception of Captain totally changed because Mm -hmm. you know again we thought that he was kind of like this creepy guy and then on top of that he's working for he's working for Fitz and there was one moment when he was watching her when he touched the screen where Olivia was doing something at home and so it kind of came out very like psycho-ish he thought it was an iPad but (laughs) but once but once he once he cut the camera off that showed that he doesn't have the feelings that he has for her and that maybe this is all play. But then later on, I'm kind of torn and kind of torn because it's almost like it's almost like he's putting on an act because he's working for the president. But subconsciously in his mind, he's a little he's um, he's somewhat serious. and, And as to what he's saying to Olivia when he's running his game, his his swag. Well, she's easy to fall or to fall for, I think. Yeah. My take on it is that I think that he was doing a solid for his buddy Fitz and he started watching her and 
as you will if you watch somebody who's hot enough, you will fall for them. And I think he's starting to fall for her. And he was trying in a roundabout way when he was visiting with Fitz to find out what exactly the reason for following. Like, do they know each other? Like, as if to say, okay, well, if they're not personal friends, there's no reason why I can't make my move. And so once Fitz sort of played that off, like, you know, it's not personal, he thought, well, he's got his open door. And I think, you know, the touching the screen and the... Did you notice he switched from... He was drinking beer, like, the last episode when he was watching her. And he's, he's starting to drink red wine red now. Red wine. I noticed that, too. Yeah. She was drinking red wine with, the, with Cyrus earlier in the episode. And I think touching the screen, he was just, like, trying to, like, touch her because to she connect. was... Connect. Because she was so distraught. I mean, when Olivia's hair is not on point, you know she's tore up, right? Right? On the inside. She's not emotionally feeling good. So. I, totally, I totally agree. I think that these types of, of, of characters, uh, Olivia and, and Jake, they're very, very strong individuals. They're very successful at what they do. They're at the in the highest echelon of, of Washington, D.C. And I think that it's probably rare for either of them to find somebody comparable, somebody at their level. Mm-hmm. And he's exactly the type of person that I think that that's my style. Jake's style is my style. If I if I if I decide I want to date somebody and they're not maybe feeling me, I'm very aggressive. I'm very aggressive in how I how I approach situa- situations. And on the flip side, she's the type of person I would approach. She's receptive to that, and I and I like that, and it works for both of them. I I, I wouldn't mind seeing them together actually. I agree. My my only problem that uh, just an issue that I'm gonna raise, Olivia called him and decided to go on the second date. After she had that that moment with um, with Will, mm-hmm. where she was basically saying, you know, give it up, and now, so then she gets on the phone and she calls and she wants to do the second date. Do you think that Olivia is kind of settling because she has to? Here's the thing. I don't think it's settling. Mm -hmm. I think that Olivia is one of those people where, as we see, she keeps trying to run back to a situation that isn't working, that could potentially never work. And it's one of those things where some people need a slap in the face. Mm -hmm. Some people, like when she was talking to him, she was telling herself once again, you know, that will never work. I don't want to be a statue. I don't want to be frozen in time. I don't want these uh, stolen moments and try to piece it together and make a life out of this because as long as Melly's in the picture, we have the truth. Like, there's so many things that are going against her. Mm -hmm. She finally has a man who she doesn't know the full story. She finally has a man who she could potentially be with. She can at least try it out. It's somebody, like you said, that she actually is into. Um, He's aggressive. He's He's aggressive. I was gonna say something else, but he—he's um, he, white. I mean, she's I'm not saying that she's into that, but she sees she things, is. and maybe she's trying to find somebody. One more. She is trying to find the qualities in in him that she wants and fits yes. right now. Mm-hmm. And even though sometimes you can't get everything you want in that relationship, but she's seeing certain qualities that are definitely attractive to her. And if she can get that and potentially make something out of this, the only thing that is going to bother me, and I think that's going to mess this whole thing up is, which I don't know how it's going to play out, but you talked about uh, the relationship being built on a lie uh, as far as Abby and David go, as far as like all these different relationships. And essentially, if I found out that my partner was watching me on screens, and that's how they found out certain information about me, my mannerism, what I like, what I don't like, when I'm down. What, it, it, he's kind of playing with her, even though it was Fitz's doing, and Fitz is the reason why she's why he's watching her. If I find out that information two years after getting in the relationship, however, whenever he decides to reveal that information, it's that gonna, would just cancel it out. It's going to be the same thing. Maybe. It's going to be the same. It, it's, it's, I mean, it's really the same thing. She will break up with Captain the same way the Fitz that broke Fitz up with her. broke up with her. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a it's a cycle. But and, also, and 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 then also, I I think you you would think that 
Olivia would vet her men just a little bit better just <laughs> for her past. Like, I would vet this dude. It's only but a second all, but, date. But in also, you know? in all fairness, he works at the Pentagon. You know, he's a, he's a dec you know, it's not like... He should have been vetted. <laughs> he is vetted. You know, she doesn't know that he has a secret assignment from the president, and that's only because the president, he's a and family And if she friend. did vet him, she wouldn't find that out anyways. Right. So yeah. I think that just by nature of his job, he's vetted, mm -hmm. and he's, she's not some guy off the street. And the other thing is... Basically, he's a he's a baby Fitz. You know, he's a Fitz that's closer to her age that and that's, that's single, mm -hmm. that's not married. Uh, that we don't we don't we don't know that for sure. But it seems like he's available and doesn't have the baggage. So you know, I can see why she's attracted to him. And you know, Scott Foley's easy on the eyes, and he you know he's into her and he's chasing her. And Olivia needs to be chased. I think it's also I think it's also very important to point out that that at least I I believe this. I believe that happiness is a choice. Um, I've been head over heels in love with, with people before, and and not. I, I, it, how often do you fall for someone? And you create this idea of what you think they are and what you want them to be, and you just give it everything, even though you know, and they might tell you, "I'm not good for you," but you still fight and fight and fight for it. Happiness is a choice. I feel like Olivia is trying to make a. a a choice to be happy right now and like you said Jake really is kind of a baby fits and maybe she thinks I can mold him a little bit I can I can get him to the place I need him to be to fill that void it's never going to be fits no one will ever be fits ever again and no one ever should be because with all the wonderful things that come with fits in that relationship how much heartache does she have to go through every single day it's just sometimes you have to be like look I don't need to be this happy all the time. It doesn't mean I'm going to settle by being with this person at this level. It just means I'm going to choose a different sort of happiness as opposed to this euphoric thing that's never, ever going to last. Fitz is like, Fitz I, is like a drug almost. You know, It's like she's chasing that feeling, that high that she had with him at one point, chasing, 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 and she's, it's never going to be that again. And she's chasing a memory or a feeling. And how can she respect herself when she's always been number two? Yeah. I just have to make well, a comment right quick. Um, to, to the people in the chat role, I am sorry about my white comment. Jeez, y'all are so brutal sometimes. Uh, Jeez, I was. No, she liked the white dudes. I mean, she I do. Some people what? have a preference. I wasn't. I wasn't she doesn't to have be a preference, but she doesn't rule anybody out based on skin color. Clearly, because she dated Pudding Pop and she dated Vicks. Yeah. So. Well, in some ways, it can be a form of settling because she wants fits and she can't have them. So, in some ways, you, it, it's kind of like she is settling, but at the same time, it's almost where she's kind of forcing herself to be happy because um, so what, who cares? I, we've talked about this long enough and we're uh, due to time. Um, can we talk about Fitz's drinking really quick? Yes. He, he, um, yes. Because that's caused a lot of problems. I feel like uh, Fitz needs to get it under control because that brown water is uh, what? <laughs> delicious. Oh, no. No, that brown water is messing with them. But again, he is going through, just like Olivia yeah, is going, going through, through it, it, he's going through it, but he's just going through it in a different way. He's a president of the United States, so he can't sit in the Oval Office, you know, with his, with his hair wet like a dog, <laughs> you know, coming out the shower and just sitting there. He has to put on the face because of, of, because of his job. And he talked and plus, to Jake. He said he didn't know it was going to be so isolating. He had no idea it was going to be so lonely when he became the president. And right now, he has no one to turn to. He doesn't know if he can tr he can't trust Olivia anymore. He doesn't think he can trust Cyrus or Melly. 
So what does he turn to? Booze. Plus, if you were married to Melly, wouldn't you be drinking? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on. That one All was day, every day. <laughs> now, the last thing before we kind of wrap this up, I want to know who, in honor of Cornelia, we miss you, Cornelia, and Sophia so much. Um, Cornelia likes to do the cold piece of the week. So um, my cold piece of the week for this week, I would say is, um, which mm, maybe not the number one, but at least one of them is Will. Because Will, after Olivia helped him out, he kind of called her out and he said, uh, you know, have no right get into my personal life, my private life. And I'm going to continue to be with this woman even after you helped me try to boost my career again with this fake wife. Um, so that's my cold piece of the week. Who do you think? Probably Abby, because she did try to shut that whole situation down after they ran around trying to find these women. And then she was like, oh, by the way, let me give you my two cents. And then the woman ran off. I think that was kind of cold, even though that's typical Abby. Yeah. But, uh, you know, why make her coworkers go through all that just to shut it down? True. Hmm. I don't know. I would say, well, I, I would say, I would have to say Quinn. <laughs> for how she, how the whole episode, the looks on her face every time she walked near near Huck, the no, it was it ended up being sweet, and she ended up at, at the end. But I, I think it was just so funny to watch her reaction to him all the time. And I thought it was a little bit cold on her part, but kind of cute at the same time. And why couldn't they just tell Huck, "Damn, you stink, <laughs> poor Huck"? Poor what was the what What was the big deal? Why can't Huck, you stink? Well, I mean, let's be real. Huck crazy. is a killer. Yeah, and crazy. you tell him he stinks, he might snap. He's been waterboarded. He's been tortured. Like, he's gone through all these things. I wouldn't tell Huck he stinks. He might try to murder me in my sleep. Did you guys feel like when you were watching the episode, you could kind of smell him? <laughs> yeah. Did you at all? Because I literally, I was watching. I'm like, ooh, I kind of, I can feel what it feels like. Because they're, they're portraying in a way that I felt like he really actually did stink. And I remember he was yeah. that homeless dude. And remember before yeah, he yeah, shaved the and that thing. And so. Yeah. Well, my, my cold piece, I'm going to say Cyrus. Just for the way that he got back at, Melly. for the way he got back at Melly, and when Melly realized that she was set up, Cyrus kind of gave her this look, like, <laughs> yeah. So my and my cold piece of the week is Cyrus. Cyrus. How about how about when Fitz made the comment right after Melly, that the whole situation went down with Melly and Cyrus, he says, "We're done here." Yeah, yeah. yeah. to his wife. But I mean, that's if you can, talk to, if that's you can talk to Olivia the way he talks yeah. to her, he right. it, he'll pretty much say anything to me. Well, and the CIA agent, though, is a, or the director, oh, is a cold right. piece for lying straight to fit, saying that you need to not investigate the intelligence agency because they're clear. He's like, a bad guy in everything he's ever been in. Yeah. Like, when he first came on the show, I was like, eh, there's something about him. I have no idea how he ties into any of these storylines, but he's an actual, he's an actor that's been around forever. He will come, he will become an integral part of the show. And he'll, now we probably know why. Be, he'll probably be my cold piece of the week next week. Yeah. Yeah. Right. In a couple right. weeks. Osborne's yeah. Osborne? Is that his name? Yeah, Osborne. Well, guys, uh, we are going to go into some news and gossip right now. After Buzz TV News. Um, so the one thing was... I'm running a blank right now. Guys, I had a photo shoot earlier today, and I'm really tired. So Listen I'm to that plug, that self-plug. <laughs> so the pictures you can find coming out on Instagram later. I had, a, I had a photo shoot because I'm a, I'm a model. Anyway, get now. off me. I'm not a model. Get off. Look at me on Instagram. An- anyway, <laughs> anyway, Instagram at Emilio E. Jr. Um, so <laughs> the news and gossip scandal um, was steady in its ratings last week for Valentine's Day. A lot of other networks, um, their shows dipped down, but scandal remained steady. And I can't wait to see what the numbers are um, tomorrow. And I think... It, I've, I don't know if it was last week or the week before last. They actually beat Grey's Anatomy as far as the demographic goes. So Scandal's doing an amazing job. And um, we may have some exciting news later, thanks to BAM, in a couple weeks, maybe. So fingers crossed that that goes through. Um, I'm trying to think. Is there any other news and gossip? 
No. Oh, just that Scandal won't be on. Oh, yeah. Scandal, uh, if we've read correctly, Scandal may not be on for another three weeks. So if that's correct, then you won't be seeing us for a while. Wow. Um, wow. But, uh, Shonda, you're trying to kill us. <laughs> I know, but we'll still be on Twitter and we can watch episodes and whatnot. Um, but now I'm going to do shout outs. Um, normally, Sophia will do this. So I'm going to try to to do this with her enthusiasm. So we're going to start with iTunes. All right. Uh, 73 Mimi, A Sweet Blue 24, Bitch Mama 95, <laughs> almost said something else, Classic R&B Lover, Ivy K, Lissy 310, Liza or Liza R, Mom 27, mm, M Rigby 002, Enridge Way, Pure Josie, R, C-O-V Jr., Touch of Pomona, Twitter, according to Theo, Bagger 0709, Caspain 15, Steve Pimbleton, Danette CJ, Gladiator in Prada, Hopi 70, Hot Little Liars, I Am Erica 82, J454, Monica, Little Blue Kitten, Light Fan Fun, Miriam's World, Mo Baby 483, Moo Darling, Nevelace, Nursey 833, Poison Ivy, R. Michelle Young, Rue Girl for You, Shahara 79, Sharon Run, Slove Spike, um, Oh, S Love Spike, Tresha TX, YouTube, Aida Jane, Amina MT93, Antonia Jolly, Atomic Dove 13, Audrey Edwards 96, Betty 85, New York, Brazilian Gladiator, Brenta 4265, Brunette Barbie, BSB Girl 85, Chargy 717, Constance Doreen, Dancer for Life 5, Deborah Imuche, D Central 90, Denise Denny, Dragonfly Noir 10, Fakes, Aroxa94, J Sam, Josie Carter, Ziegler, Judy Ann McCole, Crane X, Lee T83, Lisa Robinson, L R Y H C, Marlinda Caro, Miriam Walcott, Miss Bistory, Misty Dancer, MKC, IJI, MU or Mug Chick 03, Mayoho 555, No Evo 978, Odeo 11, Old Lady 295, Poetics 124, Ponce Musement, Rona C, Roger L. Lee Sr., Saber Girl 1980, Scandalous Loveth 112, Shahara 79, Soap Bubble 1, SPW 143, Tenenario, T Baggers 666. <laughs> okay. What? The Power of One 2012, The Ultimate Reviewer 1, The USC Trojan 2011, Truth Serum 101, and V Stevens 11 guys we appreciate your comments and your ratings every week and um yeah keep doing it and everybody who stayed up in the chat roll I know it was a little different for you guys I'm sorry that Sophia and Cornelia couldn't be here but let's be real guys everybody is different and we all have our um different opinions different dynamics so thank you guys for watching and tuning in we really do appreciate it and um yeah Oh no, we're not done yet No we're uh, we're going to go into predictions now Oh and now you're after Buzz TV predictions. Um, I think that my prediction, like, actually, I'm going to stick with my one prediction, like I said earlier. I think that, our, I guess, two, I think David and Abby, <laughs> David and Abby are going to get back together, Dabby, and I think that Olivia, not Olivia, um, Quinn and Huck are going to get together and possibly form a love connection, and I would love to see Olivia and Jake together, um, Olake. As I'm going to start calling them, as people start calling them. OJ. Oh my God. Mm. I like that too. Yeah. Uh-uh. yeah. <laughs> not OJ. Not OJ. That's a bad connotation. Um, my prediction is that Jake and Olivia will get back, will get together. Um, that's what I'm hoping. And I think that, you know, that moment when they come across Fitz, which is inevitable, that's really going to kill him because I don't think there's anything worse than a hot older man hates 
than a younger version of himself yeah. with the woman he loves. <laughs> you know, that's really going to kill him. If we think he's drinking now. I think that's this is going to send him to rehab. That's exactly what I was going to say. I say look forward to a lot more drinking. I think they're really just starting to scratch the surface with that. With that, I think that by bringing Jake into the picture now, um, Fitz, Fitz thinks he's trying to control the situation, but I think it's going to spiral out of control, and I think it's going to drive him crazy, and I think it's going to drive him to the bottle even heavier, which would be a really just fun storyline. Okay, mine is I do see um, more chemistry with Huck and Quinn, and then with um, with the CIA Osborne, I, I feel that that's going to be like the new White House scandal, mm. and so there's going to that's going to intertwine. And then for Captain Jake, I think Captain Jake is going to fall for Olivia. Fitz is going to find out about it, and Fitz will get back. I don't know to the extent of maybe I don't think he'll kill him, but but because he's kind of deranged right now with the liquor, it wouldn't surprise me if Fitz put out a hit or did something really, really bad to Captain Jake Ford. He's got one murder under his belt. And, and yeah. Olivia. I mean, I feel like he might even try to lump them all together. I don't know, like a passion type of killing or, you know, attempt at murder or something. And Jake, um, in the very end, uh, people reminded me in chat, Jake did lie straight to Fitz's face, and Fitz doesn't like liars. You see what he's doing yeah. to Olivia, so for somebody... But, well, I, there's a reason I think he lied, but, you know. I mean, I, I know his yeah. reasoning, but yeah. I'm just saying that's not going to play out play well out, right. at all. So uh, where can we find you guys? Oh, I'm at Zoe Alexander at Zoe Alexander Twitter. Or that's my Twitter. <laughs> you guys can follow me on Twitter at underscore AJ Gibson. Also check out my website, AJGibson.tv, and you can find links to all of my other uh, social media there. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Bam Erickson. And you can also find me at TruePeoplesMedia.com for other correspondence stuff I do. And you can find me at Emilio E. Jr. on um, Instagram <laughs> and on Twitter. And, um, guys, we... GQ uh, Magazine. Shut up, oh, My website is ZoeAlexander.com. <laughs> um, so, guys, make sure you... Uh, I guess... Oh, I'm sad now. I guess we won't see you guys for a while if the rumors are right. <laughs> it's going to be three weeks. So, um, But, yeah, thanks for, for tuning in and chatting with us. And, like I said, we will be online being able to chat with you guys and continue the conversation on YouTube, iTunes, Twitter, whichever one is convenient for you. So... We love you, Gladiators. Tune in next time. From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz. you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.